Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is The Rich Eisen Show. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Holmes looks there. Outside throw to McKinnon. Touchdown! Fighting the end zone and getting in second of the day for Brock Wright. The Rich Eisen Show. This is it, bro. Here we go. Today's guests. SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey. ESPN Senior Writer Seth Wickersham. Comedian Tracy Morgan. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Yes, we have made it. We have made it, everybody. It is the day the National Football League season kicks off in 2023. We've got a fun show for you here on this momentous day in the sports calendar. The uh, commissioner of the SEC, college football, Greg Sankey, is going to join us. Uh, 844-204-RICH is the number to dial before he even gets to the microphone, uh, the Zoom chat with us in about 20 minutes' time. And then Seth Wickersham, the senior writer of ESPN, who did an incredible deep dive on Sean Payton and how he's preparing for the season with Russell Wilson in Denver as he's returning to the head coaching sidelines uh, in the AFC West, the loaded AFC West. He's going to be joining us, Seth Wickersham, in the middle of hour number two. And then great laughs, Tracy Morgan in hour three. It's going to be just dynamite. How are you over there on this kickoff day, sir? Chris Brockman, how are you? Rich, happy new year, my friend. DJ Mikey D is in D's nuts. Good to see you here on this great day. Rich. TJ Jefferson, how are you? The candle's lit, is it not? The candle's lit. Merry Christmas. And guys, I got my scripts. And let me tell you, this nice. season's going to be fire. Fantastic. Okay. Wow. Well done. Wow. Well, he's got the table read. Wow. We'll have a table read later on. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, for those who might be new to us on the Roku channel, we didn't come on the air on the Roku channel uh, last year until uh, after the first week yeah. of the season had commenced. So this will be the first time you've uh, you've been through this with us from soup to nuts, beginning to end, from uh, kickoff to confetti. <laughs> um, and the way we roll here on this program is every single kickoff Thursday, I begin the show by running through the storylines and the season-long storyline arcs for all 32 teams. And I need my inspiration to start us off, please. It's truly a masterpiece. Let's go! We start in the National Football Conference with their defending NFC champion, Philadelphia Eagles. It is year three for Nick Sirianni. He has watered, he has fertilized, and they have a team full of Georgia Bulldogs and others who are going to go out there and try and win a Super Bowl for Philadelphia again. Words that Eagles fans didn't think they'd be hearing. And it's led by... 
none other than number one in your program, number one in your heart, Jalen Hurts. Can he win a Super Bowl after coming so close last year? Can he be the MVP of this season and your fantasy team? That is what it's all about. Again, Jalen Carter, the latest Georgia Bulldog that's been put in this terrific defense. The Eagles, however, have some competition in the NFC East, and that is the Dallas Cowboys. Dak Prescott has pressure on him all the time. Forget about the fact that they just acquired Trey Lance. That means nothing for Dak Prescott this year. It's all about Mike McCarthy. Once again, the head coach there in Dallas. He's going to be calling the plays. Zeke's out. Tony Pollard's in. CeeDee Lamb's still there. Brandon Cook's there to take the top of the defense off. And Micah Parsons is coming for your quarterback. How will the Cowboys fare when they make the playoffs? I just said that. 27 years since their last appearance in a conference championship game. Can they break that this year unless the Giants follow up their first playoff winning season since the year after they won the Super Bowl? It's been that long, 11 years since the Giants entered a season having come off a playoff winning season. Saquon Barkley is a franchise tag player. He says he's happy. Daniel Jones has been paid. How will he play under that $40 million a year pressure, Darren Waller should help take some of the pressure off. Same thing with Brian Dayball, your reigning coach of the year. The Giants have a lot of folks excited about them. And then there's the Washington Commanders starting. Sam Howell at quarterback. How will that work for Ron Rivera? New owners, Magic Johnson's in the house. Same as Sam Howell. So is Sam Howell. How will that all play out? Will Chase Young return to form? The Washington Commanders have all of that in front of them with the new owners. I can't believe it. Dan Snyder's gone. (laughs) Words I never thought I'd say into this microphone. The Detroit Lions tonight take the field full of hope. The last time they won the division, 1993. Last time they won a playoff game, 1991. Nine straight playoff losses. Dan Campbell is coming for your kneecaps and your thigh meat, and he's bringing along Jameer Gibbs. This talented kid out of Alabama. I can't wait to see how they unwrap him in this offense. Aiden Hutchinson from Michigan is trying to restore the roar there for the Detroit Lions. The Chicago Bears got DJ Moore for Justin Fields, who they kept. And by keeping him, they get him, DJ Moore. It's the second season of... The last time the Chicago Bears won the division, 2018. Matt Nagy did it. Maybe Iberflus can this year because Aaron Rodgers is gone. This is the first Packers season that Aaron Rodgers is not starting week one since Favre did it in 2007. Matt LaFleur is sending Jordan Love out there. How will this work for the Packers? Can they go from first ballot Hall of Famer to first ballot Hall of Famer to... Yes, first ballot Hall of Famer. Let's see what Jordan Love does starting this year because everybody thinks the King of the North is now in New York City. They've got no shot. By the way, Matt LaFleur, year five for him. He's the dean of coaching in the NFC North because it's year two for Kevin O'Connell in Minnesota. What were they thinking getting rid of Dalvin Cook? Is it Alexander Madison, the bell cow? Is he going to go do what Dalvin Cook did? With T.J. Hawkinson, they have the best offensive player in the game in Justin Jefferson. But with the fact that the running game might be suspect, with all due respect to the guy in the $10 bill, what's going to happen? Could Jordan Addison help out from USC? The defense has Brian Flores as their defensive coordinator. Should be better. And Kirk Cousins has a Johnny Cakes, Sturgis, Dakota mustache. I don't know what's going on right now. (laughs) 
But uh, that's how we're rolling into Atlanta. Third year for Arthur Smith. Third different starting quarterback for Arthur Smith. Desmond Ritter's the guy. Bijan Robinson, a running back, was actually taken in the top 10 in the National Football League draft in this day and age. Let's see how he will do. Can the Falcons win this division? I think they will. The Saints have Derek Carr. Derek Carr is now the quarterback of the Saints. And Jimmy Graham is back. What's old is new and what's new is old. And Dennis Allen is the head coach there. Can Derek Carr, with a defense that's always, always coming for you, can Carr bring the Saints to a division championship? They absolutely can. The Bucs do not have Tom Brady anymore, but they've got Baker Mayfield. Third career week one start for as many teams. Three different teams he will now be starting week one as Baker Mayfield's in Minnesota. Baker might not get another week one start for another team if he cannot cash it in with Mike Evans, as this is last year in Tampa, Chris Godwin, and then Todd Bowles. Could he potentially be on a hot seat if things don't work very well? Then you've got the Panthers. Bryce Young coming out of the SEC. Number one overall pick. How will he fare for Frank Reich? Can the Panthers put so many different things together in just one offseason and go win some football games like Deion Sanders in Colorado? Let's see what the Carolina Panthers can do with a rookie quarterback. The Arizona Cardinals, the only question about their season is will they take a bus or a car to the game? I don't know. Are they going to drive themselves or a bus? We have no earthly idea, but it's Josh Dobbs who's starting because Kyler Murray is not ready to start this season. And they're starting a guy who they just picked up from another team two weeks ago. Does that mean they're tanking? Would Caleb Williams even play for them? Or is this a moot point because the Cardinals with Jonathan Gannon are going to go pew, 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 win some football games that we don't expect them to win. The Rams, year seven for Sean McVay. Year seven, and Cooper Cup is not going to be there for week one, it appears, with what might be a nerve problem with his hamstring. Words you don't hear. Is this going to be the last year for Aaron Donald with the Rams? Could they trade him in the middle of the season? Or are the Rams with Matthew Stafford going to surprise some people with a bunch of new kids on the block? Seattle, year 14 for Pete Carroll. Year two starting for your comeback player of the year, Geno Smith, and he's got DK, and he's got Lockett, and he's got Jackson Smith and Jigba, and he's got Kenneth Walker. He's got Zach Charbonnet. He's got an offensive line that's ready to protect. He's got Jamal Adams hopefully coming back from injury. Bobby Wagner's back in town to show the 12s how it's done once again. Can Seattle shock the 49ers who are starting Brock Purdy? Last year's starter was Trey Lance. The year before that was Jimmy Garoppolo. What is going on in San Francisco? They win games. Nick Bosa has been signed. Two straight NFC Championship game losses for this team. Can they get back with a first full year of Christian McCaffrey in this offense for Kyle Shanahan and win the Super Bowl? More on that later on in the show. The AFC, let's move on to the Kansas City Chiefs. Your defending champs, year 11 for Andy Reid in Kansas City. Year six for Mahomes. All he's done is go to the Super Bowl three times, win two of them, and then lose two AFC Championship games. So he's almost made, yes, five Super Bowls in his first, yes, five years. We are all living in his world, paying rent. We'll see if Chris Jones is going to hold out into the season, deep into the season. We're obviously we're all worried about Travis Kelsey's knee right now. Bottom line, though, the Chiefs may just still be the best team in the National Football League by the end of the year, and it's because they've got Mahomes and 
Good luck to you. You want to bet against the Kansas City Chiefs. The Los Angeles Chargers have pizzed their quarterback. Is it Justin Herbert with now Kellen Moore coordinating the offense? Going to unlock a kid who's been unlocking defenses left, right, up, and down. Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. Can he stay healthy? They got Quinton Johnston from TCU. They got a bunch of TCU kids to catch passes. Can they stay healthy and not Charger? Khalil Mack, Joey Bosa, Derwin James, they're full of stars. They can win this division. They can win this conference. Let's see. Next up, the Raiders. All right, Jimmy G's there, huh? Yeah, wow. All right, no, no, no. Jimmy Jimmy G's there. Josh McDaniels and Jimmy G back together again, right? Josh Jacobs, they just signed him. Devontae Adams is probably looking at New York City saying, maybe I would like to be there or not. They got the condor. They've got a lot going for them. If they could just put it together and hold a lead. The autumn wind could be a pirate. The Las Vegas Raiders would love to show their new owner or co-part owner, Tom Brady. We know what it's like to host a Super Bowl and play in it too. And win it. Let's see. Tom Brady's in ownership. John Gruden's lurking with a lawsuit. What the hell's going on in Vegas? And then you've got the Denver Broncos. Russell Wilson, can he be reclaimed by Sean Payton? Sean Payton coming back from retirement, out of retirement, back to the sidelines. The longtime Super Bowl champion coach of the Saints is now taking on the role in Denver. And the whole conversation is his legacy tied to Russell Wilson. I don't think so. We will see what this team looks like. I have no earthly idea how good the Denver Broncos can be. And it's all about getting Russ cooking again. Let's see if Sean Payton can do that. That is the Denver Broncos storyline. The Jacksonville Jaguars are coming off a division title season. And it is Trevor Lawrence year two with Doug Peterson. Year three. We're just throwing out year one. The urban year will just be always known as the urban year. It's a red shirt. It's it's a red shirt year. (laughs) Calvin Ridley coming out of his sabbatical because he uh, parlayed the wrong parlay. Hanging out with Brockman too And so, Travis Etienne and that defense and the Jaguars going to London in back-to-back games. And can the Jaguars not only win this division again, but take it even further than they did last year, get to the AFC Championship game? A lot of folks think that it's possible. The Tennessee Titans, year five for Tannehill, year eight for Derrick Henry. DeAndre Hopkins is in the house. That's the troika that the Titans hope with their always, always, Take your heart pills and buckle up mentality. But thanks to Mike Vrabel, that's who the triplets that they have put, the triplets they're putting on the field to try and reclaim the AFC South. The Indianapolis Colts and the Texans both have rookie quarterbacks. The Texans have C.J. Stroud with a first-year head coach in D'Amico Ryans. The Colts have a rookie quarterback in Anthony Richardson with first-year coach Shane Steichen. But what the Texans don't have and what the Colts do have is this weird, odd, hold-in, hold-out of one of the best young running backs in the game, Jonathan Taylor. Is he going to play for the Colts this year? Is he going to come off the pup list just five weeks in and get something done? What's going to happen with Jonathan Taylor and the running back market writ large is a huge storyline out of the AFC South. The AFC North, Joe Burrow, is his calf muscle ready Will it hold up? Because if it does, they can win the Super Bowl. If it doesn't, they won't. It is just that simple. 
And with Joe Burrow going to get paid, this contract is going to happen. You look around that locker room, he must look around that locker room and know the salary cap will definitely not be bendable to keep everyone together. It is now or never with this group for Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. The Ravens paid Lamar Jackson. The guy who said he would never play another game for John Harbaugh is going to start year 16 for John Harbaugh in Baltimore and they've got Odell Beckham Jr. to throw to. Zay Flowers, a new offensive coordinator from the University of Georgia. Todd Monken, what will that look like? Roquan Smith patrolling the defense for a full season in Baltimore. This team can win the division and go deep. A lot of hopes for them as well. The Cleveland Browns have Deshaun Watson for a full year right now. It is time for the Browns to win this division with Deshaun Watson and Nick Chubb and Amari Cooper. They've got a new defensive coordinator in Jim Schwartz. You won't hear Browns fans complaining about their defensive coordinator anymore, but they always find something to complain about. (laughs) What about the Browns' hopes to get out of the cellar and get back out of the doghouse and with the dog pound into first place with their new quarterback and then the Pittsburgh Steelers? Year one billion for Mike Tomlin. And it is a year two for Kenny Pickett. First full year for Kenny Pickett and George Pickens. And what a talented group with T.J. Watt and Najee Harris, Deontay Johnson all over the lot. Cam Hayward. So many talent. Patrick Peterson's on this team with Mika Fitzpatrick in the back. And the Steelers return to form. And then the AFC East. Maybe the deepest end of the pool. Bill Belichick, year 24, New England. Matt Jones. How's the quick game going to look? How's the quick game going to look? It's going to look great. He's not the only quarterback on the roster anymore. We got Matt Corral. We got a whole bunch of people out there in New England thinking Bill's on the hot seat. Get out of here with that noise. But the New England Patriots still have that defense. They still do their job. And how will Bill O'Brien coordinating this offense with Juju Smith-Schuster if he can stay healthy? Mike Gesicki from Miami. And all the kids that they've drafted, is it time? Ramondre Stevenson. Zeke is in New Zeke. England. The Miami Dolphins. Tua, can he stay healthy? If he can, he can be an MVP, and this offense can be all-time great. If not, they won't. It's that simple. Tyreek Hill. Jalen Waddle is back. They did not get Dalvin Cook, but they have that offense. Mike McDaniel going on, and they got Vic Fangio out of retirement to coordinate a defense can the Miami Dolphins shock some people and win this division because the Buffalo Bills it's their division to win they have roosted themselves atop this division since Tom Brady left it is Josh Allen once again with Stephon Diggs and Gabe Davis and now they got himself a really talented rookie tight end in Dalton Kincaid and they've got James Cook back there with Latavius Murray and Damian Harris to take the pressure off of the red zone offense that Josh Allen put on his shoulders and did the proverbial too much the defense how will they fare when is Von Miller coming back they are healthier otherwise DeMar Hamlin knock on wood made this team all the crap that happened off the field invariably will not happen this year can this be the year the Buffalo Bills finally bring the Lombardi Trophy to Western New York and then we finish up with the J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. Jets, Jets, Jets. Where Aaron Rodgers, after 54 years since their first Super Bowl, Aaron Rodgers 
is the 40th different starting quarterback for the Jets since Joe Namath left. We are now on the big 4-0 of the search of the next Joe Namath. Is it Joe's future Canton roommate, Aaron Rodgers, with the rest of this young roster ready and primed to go to finally bring the Jets into the Canyon of Heroes? I can feel it. Can it happen? (laughs) And that is your 2023 NFL season preview here on the Rich Eisen Show. Ah, let's go! So what's that? Is that it? That is it. Let's go. <laughs> and let's go to break. Oh. That is our way of saying let's get to Greg Sankey, the commissioner of the SEC. We'll talk college football with, uh, I should say, in my mind, the de facto commissioner of college sports. That's coming up. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for $20 off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for $20 off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Oh, my gosh. I'm, uh, I'm, 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 I feel like I should take a shower after that one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited. Dirty or I'm excited. No, I'm just, you know, I mean, that was like my cardio for the morning. Rich, you worked. Working through all 32 teams. You worked it, Rich. But... Uh, <laughs> uh, it's exciting. Uh, this year's going to be Mooch great. used the word th- number 13 last night. He thinks that there's 13 teams with a legitimate chance to win the Super Bowl. That's a great question. Let's break this down later. Yeah. He said that's, that, seems, that seems high. Did he mention the 13 teams? That seems high. No, because we were on NBC and it had to go fast. That seems oh. high. Oh, is that why you told me to turn yeah. on NBC you guys were on? Yes, we were on. Gotcha. That's why I told you. That's that's exactly that's, why I told you. That's why he told on. you to put on NBC. <laughs> this guy over there. <laughs> I mean, I was driving on my way to my draft yesterday. Also, wow. it wasn't on until nine Pacific. You were on delay here. Oh, was that right? Yeah. Oh, okay. I watched you later. Oh, you don't oh I didn't know feeds? that. Yeah. Oh. oh, that's right. I live in the West Coast, Mike. I don't need an East Coast feed. I like watching East Coast feeds. 
they don't exist anymore, Mike. Uh, I don't think I mean? they exist yeah, anymore. The TV world has changed, there's, Mike. I mean, that's exactly. The, by the way, that's exactly what we're about I, to talk about. When, as soon as the radio audience returns, we're going to bring in the commissioner of the SEC, Greg Sankey. If there's anybody who's got his finger directly on the pulse as to how the television world is changing and how co- consumption habits are changing and how dollars and cents are following the consumption habits that are changing, it's this man. And maybe they, and maybe my boss, the commissioner of the NFL. It's true. This man. You know, a man. Did I did I just go full Harrow Club? <laughs> did, did I just, did, did I just go below? Did, the man did, did I sound like the Beverly Hills Cop uh, <laughs> the, Chief? The chief, that guy. That is this the is this the man? The man who wrecked the buffet? Yes. Changing college football. Is this the man? <laughs> oh, and speaking of uh, Beverly Hills Cop, uh, the man who's uh, putting the. Uh, Falcons banana in the NFC South tailpipe. Arthur Smith's on tomorrow. Hey. Yeah. So there you have it. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial here on the show. He's the commissioner of the SEC and has been as such since 2015. Always pleased and uh, uh, very appreciative of the commissioner of this busy man joining us on the program of the SEC, Greg Sankey. How are you, sir? I'm well, Rich. Hope you're well as well. I am. It's the NFL kickoff weekend and the college season has just been um, shot out of a cannon. I, I, I could not love uh, that anymore. And it seems, uh, Greg, that the the sport, college football, is owning Labor Day weekend. So you get that, and then the NFL season right after on a Thursday night. Is that intentional, to own Labor Day weekend? You know, I don't, I don't know the history. We have talked intentionally about it. You know, we had the opportunity for LSU the last two years to play FSU on Sunday evening. Mm-hmm. Uh, we pretty consistently play on Thursdays. We avoid Fridays as a league, unlike others, because we don't want to interfere with high school football. But we do try to maximize that weekend because you don't have uh, NFL games on. And I know, again, this is not your uh, bailiwick at all, but I just got to throw it out there because the story is Deion Sanders and what Deion's been able to do with the transfer portal and 86 new kids and coming in and, and doing what Colorado did against TCU. And I'm just wondering, you're – your reaction to seeing 86 new kids and a dynamic uh, world famous individual as a head coach at a, a school that had one win uh, coming out of the box like that. What do you think when you see that commissioner? Well, I, I did not have a chance to see the game, obviously watch the story or follow the storyline in the off season beyond mm-hmm. his dynamic personality who draws people in has obviously drawn people into his program, both, uh, those who are going to play and, and those who want to watch, you know, as we're talking about providing more certainty and security for student athletes, you know, that the headline can be a bit troubling. I think Dion's explained the why, um, whether people are okay with that is, is probably another conversation for another day. I, it's probably worth reminding everyone that the the previous game that TCU played was sixty five to seven Georgia win. <laughs> yes, there is no I in SEC, but you're the commissioner of it. I get it. Right. I understand. There was I, a I, lot of points. There was a lot of points last time, and a lot of points last week. Okay, right? okay, I understand. Way to bring it back to your your conference, but I I, I think it is a conversation to be had that there's eighty that the transfer portal has been uh, used to transform a program's success. And I'd imagine Colorado is not complaining about it at all. But what I guess what, what would you find troubling about it, Commissioner? Well, the, the issue is I think the expectations for how we support student-athletes are, are higher and higher. And, and I haven't followed the narrative of where everyone 
may have transferred to. Uh, uh, the good news is uh, there's a lot more freedom for people who look and say, you know what, I'm not going to play here. And and Rich, what I don't know is is all the storylines and all the reasons. Um, and I'm, I'm not the representative for the why necessarily. I, I am fully attentive uh, to our need to be uh, a part of the solution to make sure student athletes are well supported, uh, that they find places to be educated and to play. And um, I, I think that's the concern that draws attention. That is, is we're going to Congress, we're having conversations about how college athletics continues to change and support young people. Whether it's the, uh, whether it's Colorado, uh, I think we've seen this roster turn it over in basketball for a few years. Uh, those of us in leadership have a responsibility still to the young people. Well, I was tuned to your state of the state, if you will, address leading off SEC Media Week in the summer, just like so many others, Commissioner Sankey. And uh, I heard you mentioning that that because so many state houses don't even um, don't don't even uh, enforce the laws that they they have or support them, they just say these are the laws. Just you go. It appears that you're, you mentioned federal help is needed. I, I heard that uh, and I said, good luck, good luck. Like what, what, walk me through how you see this actually coalescing to be helpful. Well, I think the, 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 the clarity we have is there is interest at a congressional level at providing uh, national standards or really the restoration of national standards uh, to college sports. Uh, of any change over the last five years, that's new to us, it is that states are now dictating the administrative policies for athletic programs. For instance, you have states that introduce name, image, and likeness activity. And as you heard me that day, uh, I don't have any indication that states are uh, active in enforcing the laws they've adopted. Uh, the next iteration was we have competitive realities among states where they want their universities to succeed. So then they pull back from those laws and have even gone so far as to restrict conferences or, or or the NCA from enforcing even basic name, image, and likeness rules. And for me, one of the great ironies is this conference does not have name, image, and likeness policies, yet, yet we have states that say we can't enforce uh, name, image, and likeness-related policies, even if those were adopted. I, I don't think that makes a lot of sense, given that this is a voluntary association. Our members come together, have meaningful conversations and make decisions about the right rules with the right guidance from legal counsel. So it's it's kind of a catch-22, and the only way you can resolve that would be for preemption of state laws. That's the Congressional Act. And I think embedded in your question is that that's a tall hill to climb. And, and I don't have predictions, but I do have a responsibility that we engage in that conversation. Greg Sankey, the commissioner of the SEC here on the Rich Eisen Show. What about the supposition? I've mentioned it before. I'll say it again because I, I, I feel more resolute in uh, that this is where we're headed, that uh, the SEC and some member schools uh, from other um, conferences as well who have similar issues, similar concerns, similar budgets, similar programs, get together and create your own world, maybe under the auspices of the college football playoff system. What do you think about that? Well, I, I don't spend a, a whole lot of time thinking about that right now. Uh, I, I fully respect and understand the observation. There has been so much change, if you will, at our level of college football and our level of Division One, that there's a bit of settling that has to take place right now. 
Um, Charlie Baker is the new NCA president. I think Charlie deserves an opportunity uh, to introduce his concepts for moving forward. Uh, you know, in many ways, the, the connection of all of the sports work really well. Um, but we're going to be subject to criticism, whether we maintain status quo, whether we change. Uh, the question is, can we continue this adaptation in the current environment, uh, as, as I've referenced, to support the young people in our programs and to bring people in so that they watch? Well, I mean, and again, we, we spoke to uh, Kirk Ferentz, for instance, again, of the Big Ten uh, at Iowa. He's been around the block a few times, as you know. Uh, he was mentioning, hey, you know, we can we charter flights. So we, we can fly to Washington one week and then Rutgers the next. It's the Olympic sports at schools that cannot afford to do that, don't have the budget to do that. So that's why I'm, again, taking schools that have similar, as I mentioned, issues, concerns about NIL, about certainties that you were talking about at the top of our conversation that the, the sport currently does not have and just carving out football and then everyone else has to figure out what their issues are. Maybe you don't travel everywhere in these conferences that are all over the map, not yours, but there are others right now. What about that idea? Yeah, so I think we have to start with each of these organizations. Each conference is responsible for the decisions it makes. Mm -hmm. And we've made a set of decisions to expand, obviously, with Oklahoma and Texas joining next year, or not to expand amidst the current turmoil. Uh, because we understand who we are. And, and in fact, I was just looking at a draft of next year's football schedule with the opponents and dates, and we're going to have schools that travel less in football. I also think, and this is a philosophy of our conference, that what we do in football is reinforced by what we do in basketball and in baseball and softball. In other words, this it just means more attitude we communicate is reinforced over and over because we're not lost in playing other people or creating confusion about uh, what games mean how much uh, within your schedule. We understand conference games, we understand conference rivalries, and we're actually restoring a set of rivalries with our expansion. I, I do think though you hit on a reality that in a number of sports that play multiple times in a week, the distance of travel and multiple time zone presents a difficulty that you know, our decision-making doesn't require us to manage. And so uh, you mentioned how what I'm, you know, harping on to use a phrase <laughs> right now um, really can't be addressed or or heated uh, as a reality or even in the realm of reality until things settle I think is the word you said things settle what's your sense on when things are going to settle well it depends on how we define things right okay. if it's the narrow <laughs> the narrow lane of, of conference membership yes you, you've seen the the change particularly with the pac-12 being reduced as it stands right now to two members next year, which is going to be, you know, there's a lot of home and homes if that were to stay. So that's a, a, a point of change that's expected. Um, and, and so, Rich, that's part of it. When you look at the bigger picture, uh, the state and federal legislation, the litigation we have, you know, that, that's a matter of years to resolve itself. And back to your original question those of us in these key leadership positions mm -hmm. have a responsibility to be, be in dialogue about how do we move forward in the most healthy way and to the extent different solutions are introduced and considers and considered and opinions expressed we have to be attentive to what that might mean for the future and you said you also wanted to give the new ncaa honcho uh charlie baker former governor of of the great state of massachusetts a shot 
for the lack of a better phrase, I might be paraphrasing what you said earlier. Uh, what what has he told so far? What has he put on the table in front of you and maybe Tony Petiti and the rest of the conference commissioners? I think, first of all, he's been collaborative with us. He's been engaged in conversation. I think he's been public about bringing in an outside firm, Bain Consulting, to take a look at the NCA, sent a letter with, I think, at the end of July, early August, with here's some indication of where we're headed. I haven't seen the, the full plan or the full set of uh, changes that might be introduced. I think that's a bit of the waiting period. Uh, what has been refreshing is there is a newness that provides some momentum. Um, there's a willingness to look at things a bit differently uh, with Charlie and some of the team he's brought in. And, and that is part of the reason I think patience is warranted right now. And then what about your conference? Any thoughts on expansion at all? Or are you done with that? Well, no, we've had we've had opportunities, but I don't look at a number. I look at what's right for us. We're really focused on 16. We have the University of Texas playing at the University of Alabama this Saturday Mm -hmm. and really a sign of things to come, which will be an incredibly exciting evening. Uh, We're finalizing our 24 football schedule and our focus is on 16. We're we're very attentive to what's happening around us, uh, but we're we're not in in the expansion mode at this time. Okay. And any sense that when you do, you, I mean, the Atlantic coast conference just picked up a pacific coast team or two and the big 10 has northwestern in it and now two teams from the actual northwest would you consider somebody from outside the southeast or even in that area obviously i know texas isn't technically oklahoma um, i mean west would you expand in the same way that these other conferences have coast to coast would you consider when that? we have yeah, i'm sorry when we've discussed opportunities mm-hmm. um, we are focused on on really who we are and there's a no embedded in that one never knows what the future may hold Mm -hmm. uh but one of the great uh conversations with our presidents and chancellors really the week after the usc and ucla move was you know what we know who we are uh our, our fans identify fervently with the southeastern conference and as we expand we want to be attentive that um we want to play to our foundation our history um, and our traditions. And we think we can do that even with this most recent expansion, like we did with AM and Missouri, Arkansas, and South Carolina. So uh, we're not ones that are looking to, to uh, be global with placement of campuses because we think we're global with who we are right now. All right. Well, Commissioner, I appreciate the time. And I always enjoy chopping it up with you like this because, again, I just keep on hearing. You know, the state level isn't really uh, enforcing their laws on NAL, and some states have it and some states don't. You know, and the federal government, you know, good luck to all of us, right? But uh, the, the, but but everybody who might be in the same boat with the same concerns all getting together to create a world in which you make up the rules. You, with like-minded individuals in same positions of leadership, you make up your own rules, and everyone else is going to have to figure it out for themselves I just feel that's inevitable. I just feel no, I that- think well, I think there is something about the like-mindedness. When you go back to the state issue, you know, one of my concerns is for young people. If you heard my, as you referenced yes. my media day speech, I yes. talked about our student athletes deserve better than this environment we have now. They're asking the- you for it too. I heard you say that. Yeah, absolutely. And, and in fact, you know, you saw a, a, a lawsuit filed that I saw reported on the ESPN, you know, update. Uh, by one of our former student athletes related to an NIL deal he allegedly signed that extends into his professional career. (laughs) We we don't have consumer protections. We don't have regulation like other parts 
uh, of, of the sports world have. And so we, we are dealing with antitrust lawsuits. There's a level of complexity here that is, um, I'll use the word magnificent when I talk to high level attorneys. <laughs> so there's a lot to figure out. And to your point about people getting in a room and figuring out the pathway forward, I have no disagreement with that. We just have to do it in the environment. Um, that's been introduced to us lately. Commissioner, thanks again. Uh, enjoy Texas and Alabama. I know the rest of the country will uh, and your season. And let's do this more often. I really always enjoy our conversations. Thank you. Appreciate Absolutely. It. Thank you. you got, that's Greg Sankey, the commissioner of the SEC right here on the Rich Eisen Show. And uh, great chat right there. How about that? Hey, uh, Commissioner, what did you think of Dion? Well, you know, last time TCU played, Somebody from our conference dropped a huge 60-burger bomb on top of them. <laughs> I thought you might enjoy that, that answer. That was great. I think Stetson Bennett just threw another touchdown. <laughs> he wants to say that. Yeah, that's what yeah. he wants But to he's, say. Yeah, yeah. he's nice. So we, we He's put, at 60,000 feet. Polite. You know what I mean? Are we putting that at Tom Petty? Level, not quite uh, Richard. Well, no, whatever's the lowest petty. So yeah, like it was pretty real, low. Like he was Lori, Lori Petty. Lori Petty. Lori Petty. Lori Petty. You know, hey, good, good job. I didn't see the game in Colorado. Good job. But, you know, score. Last time TCU played, a yeah, little bit more than a three-point margin of difference at the end. Yeah, we hung 60. Oh, all good. <laughs> Confetti dropped. <laughs> that made me laugh. Man. Oh. I didn't see that answer coming from the commissioner of the SEC. All right, we'll take a break. 844-204-RICH, the number to dial. Phone calls and coming your way. Seth Wickersham wrote this great deep dive on Sean Payton. One of the biggest mysteries of the season is how the Broncos are going to look and how is Sean Payton going to, if you will, handle Russell Wilson. That's all still to come. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind the scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. One of the most important things you got to do to stay in the game is stay fresh. Let's talk recipe for success here, folks. You've got to focus on the fundamentals. What are the reasons that diehard fans keep coming back year after year? And how can you refresh them to be even better for the future? You got to bring in some fresh meat to elevate the old guard. Literally, I'm talking about the biggest refresh of the season happening right now at Subway. The Subway Series New Deli Hero Subs are meatier and cheesier, now featuring freshly sliced meats. From the Titan Turkey to the Grand Slam Ham and my favorite, the Beast, this roster is stacked. You're going to want to taste this for yourself. Look at you. boy. I can feel it. I can, I can feel it. I can taste it. <laughs> 
Was it good? How about us? Of course. Yeah, Dude, oh, come on, of course. Get out of here. Delicious. I go way back with Subway. Delicious. Yeah. Don't we all? Subway. Like a car seat, right? Yeah. Let me tell you, before I, 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 I was off, I was, you know, had mm-hmm. a little down dip in my uh, journey here once. And so I spent about a year eating $5 footlongs. So it oh, nice. sustained me oh, until I was able to get back on my feet. So. Oh, good. Subway. All right. Um, that was a good conversation with Greg Sankey, don't you think? I think so. I appreciate you saying that. I feel the same way. I feel it. I like him. He basically runs the NFL's AAA, so there's a lot on the table. <laughs> so there's somebody who I didn't know about this lawsuit. Somebody, somebody signed an NIL deal uh, that, that runs into his professional career? Get out of here. It's pretty complicated. There is a company that will upfront guys, and you know, in, oh the, in the fine print is a percentage of future earnings in professionals. It's, it's across all sports. Yeah, consumer protections is what he basically said. Yeah. How about that? Back here on the Rich Eisen Show Radio Network, I'm sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. I'm telling you guys, when was it? Was this 2020 or 2021 when the Super League fell apart in, in uh, Europe? Oh, 21, I think. Is that what it was? Yeah. Where, some, as you know, some Premier League, uh, what, a uh, couple in uh, La Liga? There was a whole, was it across, it was across Europe, right? But the lion's share was mostly in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. They're going to leave, and they're going to create their own Super League. Because they had their own issues, their like-minded issues, financial issues. And why do you want to have problems that you can solve by just playing in a league with similar squads or franchises or teams that have the same question marks as you. It was April of 21, Yeah, and it fell apart. It, it, it was created and fell apart in 48 hours. Right, like Belichick's New York Jets coaching tenure. And I said at the time, if there's any sport in America that could wind up doing their own Super League, it's not, like, it's not the NFL where they're just going to tell teams that have lesser salary cap you know, spend less on the cap, you're out, we're going to just go with some other teams. Or baseball, where, hey, Oakland A's, we're sick and tired of you surfing off the luxury tax, you're out. We'll just play with fewer teams than Major League Baseball. That's not going to happen. I said it was college football. And it is going to happen. I'm telling y'all, it's going to happen. And it's going to be an ugly divorce. Because I don't think every conference is going to take every team. It's not going to be all the SEC and all the Big Ten and all the Big 12 and all ACC and whatever's left of the Pac-12 or whatever new conference could be formed with the final two. Nuh-uh. It's going to be some from each. And member schools are going to get some big fat payoff. Say you're out or you're in the lesser league that you can come up from. You know? You can be elevated from, and others will be relegated too. I think that's going to happen because state governments, you just heard Greg Sankey say, state governments are coming up with rules that they don't enforce. And the federal government, good luck. Get out of here. All you got to do is just turn on the news for two seconds to know nothing is going to happen there. So, 
What's the answer? If you're not going to get government help for the guardrails and the NCAA, you got one member school (laughs) coach flipping the bird to him saying, yeah, I don't recall who bought the cheeseburgers. Get out of here with that nonsense. You know, what's the answer? Well, we're going to look around. And Sankey will call his friend from back in the day, Tony Petiti, the current Big Ten commissioner, once upon a time was a CBS executive. I bet they've done television deals together. Where Petiti was the buyer and Sankey was the seller. And they get together with other like-minded conference commissioners and sit down one day and say, what are we going to do? Because this is out of hand. It's too much. Let's come up with our own rules. We'll come up with 30 teams in one conference, 30 teams in another conference, two divisions, three divisions, four divisions, whatever you want to do. Mimic it like the NFL. Come up with the rules. The players get a certain amount. And go play. And the other schools, you're in another tier, and you can join the upper conference and if you lose too much in the upper conference you get relegated i love it it's happening it's going to happen i love it guys ladies gentlemen this is going to happen i don't know when but it will because at some point these commissioners and coaches and school presidents and even the players are going to say enough we got to figure out what the rules are and state governments will be like, forget it. And federal governments are going to be like, what? Who? Who, do, who dis? But I'll, but I'll step to the podium and I'll go on my podcast and opine about it. Some U.S. senator, some U.S. representative going, going on their podcast. Like, we got podcasters running the federal government right now, more than representatives, not to go stray out of my lane a little bit. So they're going to have to figure it out for themselves. It's going to happen. 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's go to uh, Mike in New Jersey. You're here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, Mike? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. You bet. Thanks for making it. What's on your mind? Um, Happy NFL kickoff weekend. Same to you, sir. Thank you, sir. So um, my question is, um, as the season goes on, uh, sports personalities always talk about the 72 Dolphins and the last undefeated season Mm -hmm. so my question to you guys is who do you think will be the last undefeated team this year Mm. and who do you think will hand them their first loss Mm. wow i i did not know there'd be any research on this show um okay rich i'm gonna take myself out of this because as you know i I have the script so i know the answer okay appreciate that uh, mike in new jersey thank you for the call what do you think i mean We've done those schedule game quite a bit. We've I seen know, a lot I of know. schedules. I don't know who's got the easiest one off the top of my head here. Saints. Saints. Have the easiest schedule. Tennessee at Carolina at Green Bay, home for Tampa at New England. Really? That's easy? At I mean, Houston, that, home for Jacksonville a, at Indiana at Indianapolis. 6-0 and oh, headed to the bot. I mean. Yeah. I'm super high in the Eagles. Uh, so about, that's just, about to say. Like, look at the Eagles. They were last year at <laughs> yeah. New England, home for Minnesota, at Tampa. Washington at the Rams, at the Jets, home for Miami, at Washington, Dallas. Bye. 
and I meant bye week, not like what TJ would say would be bye to your undefeated season because they're at, they're home for Dallas. Well, I mean that too. You know, that might be that might be your winner. Um, San Francisco at Pittsburgh, they might just lose week one, guys. I mean, that's a fact. It, wait, what? San Francisco might lose week one at oh, I Pittsburgh. Thought, I thought you meant Philadelphia. Uh, yeah, I, I think so. I'm going to pick the Steelers this week. How about this one? Here's one. Here's one. Here's one. Uh, Mr. Hoskins, call up the Ravens schedule, would you please? Yeah, here we go. I'm with you here. They're the biggest favorite this week. They're 10-point favorites Here's the problem, though. They've got Houston. three. He, they play three division, division games. road games in the first five. Yeah, so I think we got to throw that okay, out. Okay, that's then. tough. Yeah. I feel you on that. Forget that. Um, what about Cleveland? Uh, again, the team we're not talking about. Uh, super low uh, expectations. Don't know what Deshaun Watson's going to look like. But they've kind of owned... At Pittsburgh on a Monday night, home for Baltimore, home for San Francisco. Okay, maybe not. I'm just saying they've they've kind of owned Cincinnati uh, the last few years. They could hmm. easily start 3-0. Another, what about the Chargers? Chargers. They got a home game against Miami, Miami at Tennessee, Tennessee, at Minnesota, yeah. home for Vegas, bye, home for Dallas, at Kansas City. I don't know. Nah. Undefeated the longest there. Kansas City. That seems unlikely. Call up Kansas City. I mean, let's just sometimes the answer is staring you right in the face. And I understand you don't have Chris Jones. That's big. And they haven't worked out. As of right now, Travis Kelsey has not worked out we yet. We have no update on Tonight's Kelsey. game at Jacksonville, home for Chicago, at the Jets, at Minnesota, home for Denver, home for the Chargers, at Denver, home for Miami. I mean, that could be your winner. And then they, they wind up, what? Who do they lose to? I mean, hope... Any of the games I've just mentioned, obviously, but... They lost to Indy last year. I know that. Great question. I don't know. That's the beauty. That's wanna, the beauty I, of the I NFL. I want to keep playing this game. What about the Broncos? Just somebody we're, just someone we're not expecting, right? Rich, Arizona was, what, 9-10-0 a few years ago? True. Denver, home for Vegas, home for Washington, at Miami, at Chicago, home for Jets. That could be four, Kansas they City. could be 4-0 going into yeah, Jets. Yeah, I know, but we were talking longest undefeated, usually 7-8-0. Maybe Take that, a look at the Jaguars. Maybe though, that's not the year All right, this let's year, look at the Jaguars. You know? They got week two. By the way, that's not City, bad. That's a good other one. Other than that, look, two games against the Colts. Hold on a minute. That may be. And their tough games are on at home. Hold on a second. At Indianapolis, home for Kansas City, wow. home for yeah, Houston, yeah. and then back-to-back in London. That game against that's, Buffalo, what an advantage. They're already going to be totally acclimated. That's my point. Then they come home for Indianapolis. Boy, they, look at all the home games they have early on. They're going to be on the road a lot. At New Orleans is a rough one. At Pittsburgh. TJ, funny you should bring up the Jaguars. One of my overreactions on the Overreaction Monday podcast, which yes, you can get everywhere where you get your podcast. You. And on YouTube was Jaguars, your one seed in the AFC. There you go. I called that an overreaction. Yeah. But once again, like I said, I shouldn't participate because... Again, you have the script. Have the well script. done. Yeah. Look TJ at you returning the to the gag. Love it. TJ knows the ending. Well oh, man. Great question. That was a good one. Wide open, pal. But they might rewrite. <laughs> oh, that's true. Oh, uh, no, there's always rewrites. rewrites. Well, not right now. Not right now. There's a strike. No. Hashtag too soon. This is hashtag too soon. the strike. All right. Hour number two coming up on our program. That's Seth Wickersham on the latest in Denver. 